Hey, 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 it's the Hoops Talk. Hey. hey. Hi, everyone. Hello. Ha- happy end of the week, beginning of the week. What is the even I day? I don't know what day it is. <laughs> 2020 is relentless. It's For like real. it's like being on acid and having a bad trip. Like, hmm. never ending. Okay, is that only me? Am I the only one? <laughs> It's more like it's so much trauma, I forgot about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it just won't stop. It just won't stop. Um, you know, just just take a minute. I, we're not going to spend a lot of time, but John Lewis, the legend, the activist, the our hero, our American soul, he passed away last night. So we're recording this on yeah. Saturday. Um, and I loved reading all the stories about him. And it just inspired me to do what we're keep doing what we're doing, right? You know, yep. even though it's hard. I mean, that man bled for our country. Sheesh. He should have a statue. Hello. Uh, he should. <clears throat> not could. Should. Yeah. He needs. Must. Yes. Even if we go must. out and make it out of yeah. paper mache, you know, yeah, let's just start like that do go it. Fund me. <laughs> Seriously. He, he <laughs> needs several. Like he just needs one in every state because everybody in every state has um, had a difference because he's he was in the world. And um, yeah, so it was really great to see everybody's remembrance and stories. And I'm sure that's going to go on uh, in length, which I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that in my timeline, even though it's a, something that's sad that that happened. Um, and hopefully we all just keep living the legacy that he that he was part of um, as an ancestor to this country. But um, yeah, 2020, and then RGB going getting the cancer. Ooh, I mean, just like dude. it's it's also you know people are like you know it's also sad to know to think that she can't rest because right. she knows like democracy is right. resting on her, her shoulders, shoulders right. for sure. <clears throat> but you know what? God only gives you as much as you can handle, or the goddess only gives you, or whomever you have as your energy only gives you as much as you can handle, and. Uh, that woman is made out of pure steel. So let's I found out Alex Trebek has cancer too. I was like, what? Well, that was a while ago. Girl. Oh, yeah, no, I, what <laughs> rock was I living in? Oh, man. <laughs> what real? is Alex Trebek? That's <laughs> <laughs> what rock? <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, you know what? Positive. Let's keep doing. Let's get in good trouble. I'm excited about this episode. We have a great guest coming on. Um, Karen, how's, how's the San Francisco going for you? I nerded out last night and I got to see the Neowise Comet ladies. Have okay, you seen it? No. Okay. So, yeah. up till the 22nd, mm-hmm. you look near the horizon about a little after 930, okay. right under the Big Dipper. Okay. And you'll see this star with a little faint tail. It's kind of cool. It's like, I think the oh. only comet we can see with our naked eye okay. and it will All come right. back for another 7,000 years. So I'm going to take a look for it. Nerd it out. Oh, you know, bring a joint, you know, a little brewski. <laughs> Maybe that's what helped for your there naked you eye. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you probably, I'm seeing you probably things. Yeah. You probably weren't even looking in the right direction. You're like, probably. that's it. <laughs> it was like, like an airplane. That's got to be it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're all paranoid. You're like, is that it? Is that it? I mean, if I was shrooming or on acid, I was definitely seeing something. <laughs> uh, Kendall, how is Utah for you? How's it going there? It's going, uh, just hanging out. It's super hot. So even if you want to get outside, it's like, do hmm, ya? Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> do ya? <laughs> Maybe after 9.30. Walking into an oven at like 9.30, oh. it's 105 degrees. So Ooh. it's like, 
Yeah. The safety feels is pretty it, good. Is it a dry heat there or humidity there or mix? It, it's dry heat. Ooh, so okay. it's not it's as like bad, oven. but it's still like, uh, you walk outside yeah. and you like breathe in there and you're like, <laughs> Yeah. You yeah, like cooking your, your organs with that yeah, hot Yeah, your bread. insides are all just yeah. soup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's desert for you. That's desert yeah. for you. Um, well, I'm glad you both are doing good in your respective areas and I'm holding it down here in Los Angeles. We're keeping our masks on. I know it looks pretty dire straits here for us, but I think we're going to have to go full shutdown again. And, um, you know what? I'm all right with that. I'm going to have to be. I'm like, go big or go home. Let's do it for two straight weeks. You know, people just eat the shit in their cupboard and then done. I I know. Had we just done it from the beginning, the get-go, we could be on the other side of this. But So many times. What do we and all the other countries who have gotten over this know? know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Italy right now is, like, doing well. They're fine. Fossey even said, he's like, this shouldn't be a matter between economics and health. Like, if everyone's healthy, the economy is going to, duh. Like, you know, it, it defies logic, which... I, this Hello. is for another podcast, but I am <laughs> reading Mary Trump's book, and it is oh, so good. I'm oh. I'm, not, I'm listening to an audio book. She reads it, and just real quick before we move on, um, it is like listening to a making of a serial killer is oh, what it, she, it's read shit. like, and it's so psychological and like how I mean, please well, okay. read it. I mean, he's got enough blood on it. his hands, so he basically yeah. is a serial killer. I, I feel he's a, I feel he's a war criminal. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for sure. he's de- definitely a war criminal. Oh, yeah. And we know who – you got to know who we're talking about. So we shouldn't have to say that demon's name on, on – Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that said, um, <laughs> we're going to move on to our house cleaning and our updates. So, guys, please subscribe, like, review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We just got a new review. It was really awesome. I saw that. That yeah. was very nice. Um, Here comes your gift basket. I know. <laughs> I hope stop <laughs> <laughs> you're getting put you're getting put in that giveaway draw so yeah so we got a really nice uh review it was basically saying it's like listening to friends who know about sports chatting on a sofa and stick around for hoops off at the end see so people want to hear our oh they one like minute, it one minute rants <laughs> um that we all have inside of us um mm-hmm. also you know we're on twitter and instagram at the hoops talking we're on tiktok at the hoops talk podcast um you can see us on our youtube channel um and if you subscribe to any of these you will then get alerts for new episodes and you get alerts for new um uh, sh- our youtube shows so check that out but other than that i think we're going to move it along because we have a big show and we have a big Big. guest um returning guests our not our first returning guest but he's awesome we all know and love him so let's get ready to bring him on next we'll be right back hey josiah welcome to the podcast how y'all doing? Thank you for having me. Oh my God. Returning guest, Josiah Johnson. I said I was coming back and I'm here. Yes, you did. You know what? Even with all 
that you've been up to, because I keep tabs on you. I got Twitter alerts that are always <laughs> popping off because of you. Notifications. You are, you know, you're so generous with your time to come back with us and really appreciate it. It's like super awesome that um, you're like, yeah, I'll come on the show. Fuck it. Hey, as long as it's after 10 a.m. on the weekends, I can, I can roll with it. Okay, yeah, that's us too. You know, and it's funny Same. because I honestly feel like I know you 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 and your wife just had a new baby, right? Like last year? Yeah, I got a, a three-year-old and an 18-month-old. So. Okay, yeah. so I absolutely knew. It's not because you're sleeping. It's because you're up with the babes like at 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. So they're up anywhere between like three to like eight. And then okay. my, wife will, my wife will take them and let me get like a power nap from like eight to nine, 20, 30-ish. So that's like my window every day where I'm literally just like, please nobody bother me. <laughs> that's the only 90-minute window I really get to sleep. But then... Then after that, I'm ready to start my day rejuvenated, you know, yeah. ready to hit the ground running. See, I know this, and it's only because my sister has a kid, and he's 14 now, but it's like, <laughs> it's one of those things. Yeah, he's like not like waking that, up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's been been bed, oh, yeah, no. He's like, he's been, he's probably like going to bed after playing Fortnite all night, you know, by yeah. the time she wakes up. But I remember when he was younger, and it was just like, if your eyes popped open, it was like, blah, 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 blah. so I, I totally uh, get it from not having kids myself, but my sister having one. <laughs> um, so Josiah, you, I think you were here last November or somewhere. Is that somewhere what it was? Fall. I think yeah. so. I think so. And it was a, a different world, I will say. A completely different world than what we're in now. So um, and I know you have a lot of things on the pipeline that you've been working on and you're, you're just consistently doing something. So before we get into that, because I have a lot of questions, what have you been doing? Like, how has the pandemic affected you and your work, your world? And also, how has Black Life Matters movement um, kind of changed how, or if it has changed any of the work that you've been doing or how you look at work now? Uh, let me first get the Black Lives Matter one because that's the freshest one on my brain. Okay. I think. Uh, I mean, it's changed from the standpoint. There's a lot more like guilt bags. I feel like I call them like like oh here like here just take this money and do something black for us and we'll be good to go. Say <laughs> some black you do, you do whatever you want. Take money. Take your money. Here's something, something black. It doesn't have to be too black. It doesn't have to be, you know just something black and, and you can have control over it. But I think that that a little bit, but it's just been more funny like. You know, you start to see people get nervous. I know, obviously, you as, as, as three women, you know, I'm sure you've been in positions and, and worked at companies where, you know, they're very male-dominated and those men look a certain type of way and they act a certain yeah. type of way. They promote a certain type of way. Yeah. They do all these things, you know, a certain mm -hmm. type of way. We won't, get, <laughs> we won't get too deep into it. But so it, it's been great to see that kind of get called to attention. And, you know, I've worked at a bunch of different companies and to hear black employees now speaking up and kind of sharing their issues. Because I feel like, you know, we all operate in these, own, these little bubbles where we got to keep a lot of stuff to ourselves. We really yeah. can't be open and transparent about it. So to see that going on is to hopefully see some meaningful change. I've, I've just been really like, I'm not a fan of the black squares and all that stuff and the statements mm -hmm. like, show me progress. Like, you know, show me more people hired. Show me actually people get in position to, to succeed. Yeah. And then we yeah. can talk, you know, that black square. Literally, I had people, you know, that they were posting black squares, you know, on Monday and Wednesday were posting MAGA hats and Trump stuff. So, you know I mean, it's yeah. just, you know, it's like it's, those two things don't go to you. That's not how this is, you know, right. not how right. this thing goes. But, uh, right. so doing that, and then honestly, being quarantined has been great, man. We've been home with the kids. My wife works from home. I'm able to work from home. All I need is a clear view of the Western sky and internet connection and all that. So, it's been great. It's been a little tough. Like, we've been doing the show Dunk Bay to Yahoo Sports. We were in a nice, lovely, plush studio recording it. I remember that doing studio. Doing yeah. it from home. So, it's like, yeah. Not that, and obviously doing a bunch of writing and stuff, and was working on 
you know, stuff that I'm sure that we'll be talking about soon while everything was going yeah. on. So, so just doing, doing all that and really, but it's been great because we, we were like at the, you know, just, I'll be real, like the, the cat project for Netflix, we were, we were far along mm-hmm. on it when the, when the Rona started and the pandemic started. So we got a lot of that stuff done, but we were able to work remotely and come together and get that done. And then all the other stuff, obviously, as long as I can hop on Zooms like this. Right. You know, I got the nice little background with the UCLA. Yeah, stuff. exactly. That, yeah. Your free, your free woes. Your decor. Your free yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's so, good. Yeah, as long as I can do all that stuff, I'm, I'm good to go. But the kids have been great. They don't really know what's going on. I think mm. all of us are kind of losing our minds a little bit. I'll go through ebbs and, ebbs and flows and periods where literally I'll wake up and just not know what's going on. Or, you know, yep. just being these, like, funks and days and not really... Mm you know, just kind of seeing the world, but not being really able to like be in it, but it still right. feels the same. And like when you're driving around, but like you go to places, you got to like keep eight feet away from people. I keep eight. I keep that extra two. Just, <laughs> I'll trust Donald Trump's government, you know, six. No, no, no. Yeah. Just trying to maintain and just kind of stay positive and realize, I think now at this point, obviously the way this whole situation has been bumbled, that uh, it's yeah. going to be a while. It's not, you know, we're not yeah. going to really go back to that kind of life that we we're kind of still holding on to thinking that we're going to get to. I don't think it's ever going to happen. So now it's like, where do we go from here? And what do we do? Agreed. And do you feel like, you know, because you've worked on, you know, you've worked in shows on production and then you've also worked a lot remotely and you've had your own like side hustles and you've worked on it with Twitter, you know, uh, king of Twitter. And do you think that would kind of set you up to be more adaptive to how we're having to work now? I like to tell people that I'm an all conditions Negro. And what I mean by that is <laughs> you know, all conditions. Like it doesn't really matter, like pandemics, whatever, whatever's going on, I would right. just, I'm adaptable. But I've been in the, you know, a lot of people don't know, they see the social and they think it's just Twitter. Sure. Like I've been in the entertainment side. Sure. Yeah. 2005. Right. So it's what, 15 years now. So we've worked in all conditions. I've worked in literally production trucks where I'm six, eight and I'm sitting in between two people. <laughs> For 15 hours at a time, literally eating Jolly Ranchers is my only meal. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? And that's just like what it is. Can't go to the bathroom. Can't. Like we're on we're on the air. Like we're going. So yeah. I'm used to working in like hostile, extreme environments. So for me, it's like, look, you, you see the background. This is kind of like, this is like chill. Like I, I, mean, I create stuff <laughs> yeah. in the house anyway. People don't realize like a lot of my content comes with like a, a child in my arm and me just like quickly <laughs> like, you know, putting a video together or whatever or composing a, a tweet. So I'm used to kind of all this stuff anyway. I really kind of thrive in these environments. And I think when this thing first started, a lot of people got mad at me because I tweeted something along the lines of like, yo, we're going to see who's really talented and who's not. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, when when everybody has all this content, all this stuff that they can go with, of course, yeah, you can make heat. But now when it's like, yo, all that stuff gets taken away and you got to dig into your brain, Mm -hmm. dig into the vault and still deliver at that same level, like, can you do it? So, you know. Right. A lot of people got mad at me, but those same people, you know, four months later, I'm still like, where's your, where's your stuff at? Right, right. Right. And then how did it, how did it work for you when, I mean, cause we all work in sports, right. And to some capacity that literally goes away. Like what, what kind of goes through your mind at first? Like, okay, you know, how am I going to transition? Or do you start thinking about other narratives? Cause you know, you, when you have the games, you have so much content that you could talk about and they're always acting some kind of fool, you know, something's happening on the sidelines or something. How were you able to like transition or did you just say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to stick with what I know, go with the flow and figure that out from there. I mean, I think the format and the template and the style that I tweet, you know, really it's not like super complicated. It's pop culture, whatever's trending. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be news trending, no matter what's going on. There could be no mm-hmm. basketball, no sports. And then you're going to hear about, whatever you got Harden wearing the, the joint or you know what I mean? sure. there's always yeah. right. guys are always going to put themselves in positions and people to, to be newsworthy and stuff you know, so really for me it's just like all right what's going on like this black lives matter stuff obviously you want to have a ton of respect 
for the situation going on in George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, mm. but also now taking that and my style of humor is a lot of satire. So it's a lot of kind of South Park in tone and vibe. So I'm really taking sure. shots at you with a joke. Uh, some people may think it's funny, but if you look at the deeper meaning of it, there's always, it's a little bit more complex than kind of just what you're getting on the surface. Right. And I try and do that as a way to like, look, if I'm sitting here preaching on Twitter, nobody's going to listen to me. But if I can put a funny meme, funny video together, right. and also make you think, like, you might have think, thought that was a Kaepernick joke, but really I'm pointing out the NFL's hypocrisy. Sure. Supporting Black right. Lives Matter while also not giving <laughs> this black man a job. Like, it's like, right, right. but I'm not just going to say that. I'm going to give you, I'm gonna give you right. some material with it. So when you watch it, you're like, oh, I'm going to share this and get this out to the world right. and get it to everybody. So for right. me, it's just, just figuring it out. Like, you know, I'm, like you're in a situation like if the NBA comes back tomorrow, we adjust. I think mm-hmm. at some point, I'll just tell my wife this. Like, at, at one point, there was blockbusters in every city, right? And that was like your Friday activity. We're going right. to blockbuster. Yep. Then you you don't anymore. You figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, either, you're either the guy still like holding on to the blockbuster, like oh, you know, I'm yeah. <laughs> or you're like, all right, let's let's get some streaming cracking. So just being yeah. adaptable and always being ready for whatever. I kind of just pride myself like at any moment I got to be ready to go. So right. and you know, working in social out too, like news yeah. drops, get it, like yeah. Right. What, are we, what are we doing? <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. How do you? You said uh, you've had some some funks. I agree. I've had some woken up in some funks too. And it's hard sometimes being in the creative industry where you have to like come up with something like constantly, right? You feel like you always have to be on, on, on. But like when you're in those funks, how, where are you finding like your, your creative, your inspiration, I guess, uh, to, to get stuff off? Thankfully for me, I got two little kids, so they're always kind of, you know, like, I know I have to feed them, so I don't really have time. Like, if I was, I really feel bad for the people that are alone right now that have really haven't had the opportunity. I, know, I can't even begin to think. Like, I know if I was at that point in my life and I'm living by, living by myself and I can't talk to anybody or see anybody or do anything, like, I would probably go nuts. You know what I mean? It just feels like a surreal existence. I've at least had the kids and my wife to be able to balance everything out. We get to talk to each other. We're going walks, do whatever, go to parks, mm-hmm. kind of play. So them not really knowing what's going on kind of still keeps me mentally sharp and focused. But I'll just be honest, there's, it's really hard to care. It's really hard to be like, oh, let me write a funny script or let me put up a post when it's like, yeah, I don't, you know, when I'm literally watching CNN every night and watching the record <sighs> numbers and, you know, you know, looking at the, yeah. the trucks with the, the coolers in it that they got to store bodies in. So for me, it's like, you know, when this thing first started, I was like, look, I'm going to try and keep people entertained. I know we're all quarantined at the house. Hopefully, now we've come to realize that a lot of people weren't doing that. They were just kind of, their definition of quarantining is like, oh, I'm just hanging out with one person at a time or <laughs> yeah. only like 10 people at this party. Like we, you know, like we were quarantining. Right. But that's, right. you know, but yeah. it's just always, always like, you know, make content, make heat and just figure it out. Like I'm 38. So I really like, you know, you have to be mentally tough in this industry, as you know, and like just, you got to go. Like, you know, if you have a job yeah. to do, thankfully I get to work from home. Like, you know, I, I can't mm-hmm. really sit here and complain. I know a ton of people that are on the front lines, nurses, mm-hmm. doctors. That literally, you know, that have to really be in it. Like, thankfully, we get to be away from it. So I yeah. can't complain. I just like to, you know, try and try and make as much stuff as possible and keep people entertained. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you brought, you know, um, I know we know that you worked on Legends. You were part of that Legends of Chamberlain mm-hmm. Heights. Um, and then from there, you, you know, you being in the industry, you've made a lot of connections, which kind of leads into what, uh one of the reasons why I reached out to you was yeah. this amazing uh, Netflix limited series that's going to be um, about Colin Kaepernick. So and um, we saw Ava DuVernay is working on it. And Michael Starbury is also working on it. Two people whom I know that you've had past uh, work with or opportunities with. Tell us about that because it's so like when we think about 
everything that's happening now in the Black Lives Matter movement, when we think about the stumbles of the NFL and the performative, you know, allyship that they've done, you got the Drew Brees debacle, you know, how uh, this coming out is so relevant. How is it, you know, what is your role? How did you become uh, associated with this? And then why, what is, what does this mean to you? What are you, what are you doing with this project? Well, I think you know, anybody who knows me knows that I've been super supportive of Kaepernick. I've worked at the NFL you know, network for a number of years, so got a ton of friends on that side, but had no problem calling out the NFL's hypocrisy. Mm. I remember when Legends came out, uh, we were at a like, Comedy Central had an Emmy party, like I think a week or two after the show premiered. But I was on the red carpet there in the, in the black cap jersey and the American mm-hmm. flag pants, like you know. But just just to say, like how much have I su- supported him? So, me and Starberry uh, created Legend of Chamberlain Heights together with with a crew of other people. But Starberry, as you know, literally is one of my, you know my probably my favorite writer in the game. Like my my mentor, kind of guy I look up to just from a writing standpoint. Everything he's been able to do, he can write comedy, he can write drama. He was literally writing episodes of Legends that were hilarious, and writing with with Ava episodes of When They See Us that yeah. obviously you know, are getting Emmy nominated. So I like to call him like a unicorn, but somebody that you can really look up to. Mm -hmm. And then Ava, obviously being a Bruin and, you know, just everything about her, Ava's kind of like, you know, it's, you know. Yeah, she's like the top. Yeah. You hear it and you you feel like, it's just like, I still get like goosebumps thinking about the fact that like, you know, her walking into the room and it's just like, like, this is like, you know, this is that woman. Like, this is like the top woman in, you know, like production yes. in the field I'm working in, like just yeah. like the way she carries herself, the way she, she gives opportunities. Like if you, you're at her campus at Array uh, Productions, her, her in LA, like just seeing everything she has there, it's like nothing I've ever seen. We've all worked in a lot of different companies, and like I said, when you work with those companies, they all tend to look a certain way. They tend to sure. feel a certain way, right? Where you go, you go and work with her, and it's just like, yo, I never really, you know, if you really give these people opportunity, you see how you can flourish and literally she's been killing the game for the last decade, mm-hmm. pretty much Absolutely. just dropping heat and, you know, doing yeah. everything. So, so, so me and Starberry, you know, obviously good friends kept in touch. He had told me about that this project was in the works a while ago. And he was like, look, if it goes, I, I, I want to get you on the writing staff. You know, I know how much you love Cap awesome. and how support you've been. So I think it should be a great opportunity. And when people tell you that in Hollywood, it's like, okay, you know, like, <laughs> right. yeah. Where's where's the kind of, you know, like, okay. I mean, like, and I love Starberry. And, I, and if you would have came back a year or two later, like, yo, we couldn't do anything, dog. I'm like, look, the game's the game. I get it. Right. But, you know, to, to true to him, like, he came back uh, uh, late last year, was like, look, the show's a go. We got those, we're putting the room together. You know, you know, we'd love to try and bring you on. I had to set a writing sample over. Him and, him and Ava approved it. And the thing is, you know, like Ava demands a level of quality, right, and excellence in everything mm-hmm. that she does. So Absolutely. if you're working in that room, you got to bring it every day. It's not really, there's no other way around it. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're not putting out no BS, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. I'm not, I'm not, you know, she's <laughs> giving me an opportunity. Yeah. I can't, I, I'm literally like, I can't, you know, I got to respect you and, and the level yeah. of quality that you put out. Yeah. But so, 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 so Ava was EPing on the show. Starberry mm-hmm. was uh, show running. So it was his first mm-hmm. time show running for me, even to be there with him kind of, you know coming from like the legends room to now sure. the room and literally just the tone and, but you know, just an amazing project to work on. Obviously I can't say too much about sure. it, but right. you know, I, I can give you the, you know, you, you work, you work in sports, you know, I can give you the, <laughs> it's about him in high school. It's going to be a lot different than I think people okay. are going to be expecting. You see, you see the man who was kneeling, you see everything he's done now and all the great stuff he's done for the community. And I feel like he has a lot of critics that don't really understand you know, they think, oh, well, you know, you had white parents and you grew up here and you had, yeah. they kind of just think yeah. you have this life of privilege where it's like, no matter, and it's like, I always tell people like, you know, Turlock, where he grew up in, in Los Angeles or the Bay, and these, these are not similar places, but, no. you know, 
Turnlock again looks a certain way. And, <laughs> it you know, does. <laughs> yes, it does. And, and when you're driving through there, yeah. the person of color is definitely like, "Ooh, I'm yeah. probably not gonna stop. I'm just gonna keep zooming through." And, <laughs> yeah, hold my hand. Hold my hand. Going, but yeah. you, know, you, see, you know, see what he's dealt with, and kind of just the man who he became. We got to spend a lot of time with him and talk to him, and I just mm-hmm. think obviously Cap is one of my, my heroes and idols as well. Mm-hmm. Just you know, risking it all for something he believed in, and you even look now, and like mm-hmm. I said, all these. Black squares and oh, we you know we you know we're gonna change the name of this team and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that. It's right. like you still haven't given this man a workout or you know it's just kind of sure. like when I'm looking at certain other players that look a certain type of way that perform a certain type of way that are getting you know getting the bag as they right. say. Right. Right. It's just like you know for me, it's hard to be like, look, how am I supposed to respect what you guys are doing? Like I said, I got a ton of friends that work in the NFL. Okay, no, I know you mm-hmm. worked over there as well. Like mm-hmm. I, I re- people, I literally respect the shit out of. And mm-hmm. It's like can't uh, yeah. Because even, that side, <laughs> even the network side, you know, looked a certain type of way. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's not yeah. as much as they, they like, you know, like when you go there and you're like, oh, let me find somebody who looks like me that, in a high level position. You might be yeah. looking for a while. Good you look. Might, yeah, you got to do some searching. You're going to be navigating. <laughs> yeah. Look under the rock. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And do you think that, you know, in because we are in this stage in the pandemic that, um, you know, cause we've all worked in the industry, uh, as far as like with sports and in sports entertainment. Um, and like you said, we've, we've had to kind of bite our tongue a little bit or just let things happen. Whereas now, like it's becoming more, uh, visible what we have always felt and known, you know, like, yeah. but ha- is that kind of what you're feeling now? And is that something that maybe is going into this work with Colin? I think, look, I think as we look at the world, I mean, Colin is kind of like, and we talk about the NFL, look, he's got plenty of money, and believe me, he's not hurting or anything, but it's just systemic. If they're doing it at that level, yes. right, if you've got the president of the United States who literally taking time out of his day to call Colin and other, other players like him that are protesting sons of bitches, and, you know, this is the man that literally is the leader of the free world, you know, and this is what you see. So for me, I mean, look, like, like I'm, I've been, I'm very hesitant to kind of buy into all this stuff. I think people do stuff when it's cool and trending because they feel like they're forced to. Like, you know, cyberbullying is terrible sometimes, but sometimes cyberbullying gets things done. Like, <laughs> in Washington, like literally, like, literally, I had like a bunch of crew of like Steph Curry fans fat shaming me, and I lost like forty pounds. Like, sometimes cyberbullying. Wow. Is, like, maybe honestly, maybe I'm gonna listen to this and see what we can do. But I think so in some ways. It gets things done, you know, kind of. But also for me, it's like I don't believe. Like I said, I've worked at probably like ten different companies, you know, throughout my life, and every company pretty much had the same power structure, right? So if I start seeing changes like that at the, at the highest level and start right. getting some moving, and not just kind of tokenism, which I feel like I'm, I'm praying doesn't happen, because now right. it just seems like you know, give us a black person, any black person, right? And that's right. That's yeah. not where we're at. But honestly, like literally, there's tons of un- unqualified black people that I would never suggest you give a position to, right? Right. Right. And there's mm-hmm. tons of like talented, great, be, you know, knock it out of the box, you know, knock it out the park. Give give them the opportunities. Really seek them mm-hmm. out. Actually, do some do some social effort on your part, not just oh, let me just give me any black person. Like that's what my thing. I'm in Hollywood now. My concern about Hollywood is just like oh, all these places now, network streaming platforms. Oh, just give me any, any black project. We just need a yeah. black project to say we did a black project. But like, if these black projects don't perform, then we're going to be right back to where we started. Yeah. yeah. Now you're going to look at us and be like, "Oh, we gave you guys all the opportunity. We gave you yeah. that privilege that you said you didn't have, and now you can't deliver." Which yeah. you know, I'm 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 afraid of, like, because I just feel like you know, with that mentality is going to come a thing where like they don't want to, you know, they're going to be tiptoeing around and doing stuff and not giving their best effort out of fear. 
like somebody's not going to be able to chew you out now out of fear that you're going to try and, you know, start some issues or whatever, or not, right. you know, not speak their opinion to try and get the best possible project because they're afraid that the black person is going to get mad or whatever. So I just don't want it to flip like that. I'm hoping sure. that we can kind of like, look, give us the opportunity so we can show you like what you've seen when, with, with when they see us in other projects, right. you know, that when you give black creatives the, the power that are talented, they're going to deliver, you know, high quality work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we covered Natasha cloud and how she said, you know, we don't want crumbs. You know, we want the full meal. We want the full plate. And, you know, all this other stuff is distractions. So we got to keep focus on the main thing, which I think, you know, we, that's what, you know, this performative stuff that we see just lends itself to not to change our focus to what really needs to happen. And that's actually one of the things that we talked about um, here on the podcast when we talked about should the WNBA and should the NBA even come back this season, Mm -hmm. you know, because, uh, one of the, one of the, uh, things I remember Kendall mentioning is like, as right now, reporters and creatives in this sports space, we need to, we're, our focus is on social justice. Our focus is on like what's happening in the leadership Our focus on, you know, the ownership and the systemic nature of how things are. Once we move back to sports being on, um, the, the journalistic or the content creation kind of moves away from right. what we're trying to do. So how do you feel yeah. about that as a content creator and being in sports? I mean, it's tough because it's a double-edged sword. Like I understand, I feel like my thing, I think with American general is it seems like whenever there's a problem, they always expect black people to sacrifice the most mm. to address it. So it's like initially when people are like, Oh, well, the NBA should boycott. It's like, well, the NBA is 70% black. So why should they, um, you know what I'm saying? Why should they pass up the yeah. opportunity to get the money that they're going to need to be able to, to, to support these programs? So part of me, it's like a double-edged sword. Part of me is like, look, mm-hmm. that's necessary. But to understand, you know, Sam, to your point. But two, I feel like look, the Black Lives Matter stuff it has definitely died down in terms of the news cycle. But mm-hmm. so did the corona. And corona kind of gets talked about now, but it's now from a place that we don't care. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Trump doesn't get, he doesn't, he was doing daily press conferences. Even that was, you know. Thankfully, I don't have to see it on my TV, but now it's like, well, wait, why aren't you doing these anymore to update us? It's not like we're getting any better. Like, it's gotten significantly worse. Like, the way we were operating when it first started is how we should be operating now. But now right. it just seems like, I right, we're tired of talking about it. Like, it's summertime. Like, no, you know what I mean? And that's kind of the, but that's kind of the way it feels with the Black Lives Matter stuff, too. It's like, all right, we get it. Like, you know, Black people are oppressed. Like, we're tired of hearing about it. Like, you know, let's, let's move on. So I'm curious to see. I know the NBA has been trying to do a lot of stuff that I think is kind of performative, but I appreciate with the names mm-hmm. on the back of jerseys and that type of stuff. But what they're going to allow these guys to do, because that was one of my biggest concerns. You're taking the best that the NBA has to offer, putting them in a Florida bubble for three months. And now these are guys that can't really be out on, you know, on the streets. Lakers players were hosting, you know, uh, protests in their community. I remember mm-hmm. uh, Bradley Beal and, and John Wall doing some stuff in the D.C. area where guys were really taking it to the streets in their, their town. That's how you really start movement. So, I think, you know, but also understand the ramifications of the, the CBA and if they didn't play, that the owners would be able to have a lot more power now and take a lot right. more money back from the players. I get where they're coming from. I think they're all adults between the NBA and the WNBA. They, they have the ability to opt out or not opt out. We've seen players mm-hmm. in both leagues do so. So as, all, as long as they're comfortable with it and they feel like they're safe. I interviewed Alex Caruso earlier this week. Yeah. And Caruso is basically like, look, man, we feel like it's kind of like summer camp. You know, I'm, mm. I feel safe. Like the campus is cool. Like he didn't really. So I'm like, look, if you don't got no problems with it, I can't be sitting here in L.A. not there trying to tell you, oh, man. But I'm just looking at the sheer numbers of it and how, you know, dudes are moving and shaking. And you're seeing guys, you know, get uh, quarantined again for leaving the bubble. And I'm thinking like, wait, this is a bubble. How are you? 
Like, how do you just leave the boat and pick up delivery? <laughs> right. Like, where, where, where what was like the entry point? Because I'm thinking on the other side, like, I'm a delivery guy and I can get to the bubble <laughs> to make this change. Then, like, what's the stop? Not like really a, a bubble, <laughs> like a fan, like a a disgruntled Warriors fan, like who's mad that they're not in there from like you know running in there just teasing <laughs> right. on everybody. Like, what what's the stop? All that is this the question I start to ask, but. So far, so good. You know, obviously, I think we're all excited to just kind of see some some semblance of normalcy. And I think with the way that the stimulus, if if it doesn't pass and we don't get some more money for the people who really need it, mm-hmm. uh, the streets are about to get turned up. So if we can have something <laughs> to entertain people, like, generally when there's a good basketball game on, people are less inclined to want to go commit crime. Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather yeah. like uh, LeBron's playing. So sh- I mean, I'll wait to go do this. <laughs> What dirt I was going to do, you know what I mean? So I think people need to think about that, too, because if the country kind of goes in the same way that it's headed, and you know, because you're dealing with a lot of people now who haven't worked for months, right? And things that have been kind of put in place to keep them protected are going to get taken away, maybe. So it's like, ooh. Right, right. People still got to eat. They're going to figure it out. But take all my money. I'm going to figure out a way to eat. It may not be the way you like, and it may, you know, I may be eating behind bars, but I'm I'm going to figure out a way to eat. Right. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of that makes sense, you know, the thinking about it that way that it is. I mean, we've seen so many times how sports has been able to bring some calm, you know, with the attention to, towards it. And they are trying to do some of the social justice movement on court like to your point Alex Caruso is going to where was it Black Lives Matters on his jersey. Um LeBron has decided not to he says that's not really his um, what he's like associated with. Like, does it resonate with him? Yeah. And you're a huge LeBron fan. I mean, I saw a picture of you even wearing his Cleveland jersey when I was doing an image search on Google. So you've been a longtime fan of his. Um, you know how how do you feel about that? I mean, are you in your feelings about it? Or you're just kind of like, hey, you know what? Everybody gets to make their choices how they're going to do it. I think to, to the point I made earlier, I feel like that whole situation with like Daryl Morey in, in Hong Kong, if we can go back to that. I feel like LeBron was put in this position where he was supposed to be Team America. And it's mm-hmm. like, LeBron's not the president of this country. Yeah. LeBron, so LeBron's supposed to go speak up, but Nike's not supposed to speak up? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know, Nike's been in China a lot longer than LeBron has, right? Nike yeah. has a lot more athletes than LeBron. Where are these other, you know? But it's like, oh, anyway, they can tear down a black man. It's like, oh, you black mm-hmm. man, you go you have to go be the face and you have to go speak and you have to go solve this problem. It's like, wait, we can't, I'm not, I'm not even treated as an equal in my own country, but you want me to go fix the problems in Hong Kong and China. And I don't think, you know, they weren't educated on it. I don't think it was a good move for them obviously to speak on, but at the end of the day, like there's stuff going on in America, but we're always so quick, you know, and I think you've seen it kind of something with this anti-Semitism stuff. Guys are making, you know, idiotic statements, but now they're trying to use that to say that the whole black community is anti-Semitism. Right. Yeah. but if you have the people who literally hate Jewish people that are saying this, it's really like it, it's bizarre. Like, right? People that support Crazy. Trump, the, the, the Nazi sympathizing, whatever, not yeah. trying to tell these guys. Right you know, in it's, your like, face. it's like, huh? You know what I mean? It, it's kind yeah. of the same thing with like when you saw the Biden and the sexual assault. It's like, yeah, people on Trump's side, right? Biden's like Trump doesn't yeah. have as if, yeah, you know. Okay. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So we're there with you. So no, we get, get it. To get back to where I'm at, like LeBron, I think is, is a smart man. And I said this when people, you know, when it first kind of started, people were just donating this money willy-nilly to all these foundations. And you looked at, like, I think the Minnesota Defense Fund got overloaded mm-hmm. with, with donations. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. You didn't know how to handle that. These are organizations that aren't used to getting this influx of cash, right? Right. You don't even know where your money's going. People are just blindly, it's kind of like the black square, like, oh, I sent $100 somewhere. <laughs> I'm done. I don't know. Right. I sent it okay. to something. It looked legit. I, I helped. It. 
Yeah. I saw other people send it. I had to tag the photo because I wanted you guys to know I sent it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Receipts. Exactly. Yeah. I just you know, I had to put, post the photo to let you know I did it. The photos for the taxes. It. You know, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> but I think you see LeBron and I think AD and some of these guys, it's like, I was a fan of what Jimmy Butler, I think, said he's doing. He's going to take his name off the back of the jersey. Yeah. I think that yeah. that has, you know, a lot more weight to it. Because, you know, Black Lives Matter is a great movement. But if you look, you know, my dad sent me kind of, you know, some of the talking mm-hmm. points. It was like, yo, do you agree with all these? And I'm like, oh, not, not everything sure. that they have to say. But I think if you can put that, that use to some good and people like LeBron opening schools, all these guys have charitable foundations that mm-hmm. do a ton of great work in the community. So, you know, it's not on them exclusively to fix. They're not the government. Like, it's not on them to fix the problems in the world, but if they can use their power to do so. But for me, like, I don't, you know, I, I really respect Caruso for doing Black Lives Matter. I don't think, you know, Caruso in a Black Lives Matter jersey is going to save the universe or fix <laughs> America. Right. I think it will open a lot of white people's eyes to look to sure. him. Sure. So, like, a lot of black people yeah. like myself, like, you know, it'll open their eyes to, like, okay, maybe we need to, like, start thinking about things. But... You know, I'm, I'm I'm not like, you know, I'm not going to knock LeBron for not doing that. LeBron has literally right. opened up a school, like, you know, I mean, it's like, what, what more, you know, he's committed like a thousand <laughs> scholarships, I want to say, or something like that. It's just yeah. like, like, like how many scholarships, have you know what I mean? Like, whenever sure, anybody's yeah. like, you know, he, he only did this or that, it's like, well, what have you done? Like, what, how many right. yeah. you put up for, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. So, but I think, you know, look, look, these guys, I think are ultimately like free men. They're going to make decisions the way they want. Mm-hmm. I love what the WBA is doing and actually really going hard for Brianna Taylor yeah. and doing things like that. I think uh, a- Angel McCautry, I think, started this whole mm-hmm. thing. Yep, with, with the courts. Yeah. Which I feel like, look, like, you know, I made like a, it's crazy because before the WNBA season started, I was talking to some people on Twitter and I was like, look, like, how can I, how can I be more supportive? How can I help elevate voices or whatever? And you know, they're just like, yo, you know, like, we're gonna, we've got all the stuff planned. Like, I was trying to do game sparks games and, you know, because <laughs> are cheap. Like, let's get the sweet, just hang out. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, Twitter fam, let's all just get together. So for me, it's really sad to see because it feels like the WNBA was really poised, especially in the wake of uh, obviously Kobe and Gigi's uh, tragic passing. But yeah. with a more of an emphasis just on, you know, yeah. everybody knows how much Kobe loved the game and how Gigi was destined for greatness. Like, mm-hmm. let's really support this, this beautiful game that we have the opportunity right. to support. So. Yeah. You know, for me, like I'll be watching both of them in the bubble, but it, it kind of hurts because I was like, I was really ready to be, you know, I know Sparks games. Like, oh, yeah. tell me about I had just it. Gotten into like, I know a couple last year, and I was like, all right, I, I dig this. I, dig I was this. by, yeah. yeah, we were going like almost every weekend, me and uh, my husband, and then anytime family would visit and there was a game, we would go. And Karen and Kendall, I was go, I was like, let's go because it's it's uh, it's fun, um, good basketball. Really good basketball, really yeah. good seats. Yeah, you get seats really, yeah. really good. I'm a seats. big fan of like you know stuff that's that's well priced. Like we can yeah. get the whole suite. I took my mom there, I think, for her birthday. I'm trying to remember, but whole family like got a suite for like you know a couple hundred bucks. It was you yeah. know. Like, where'd you try to do that for a Laker game? Like, good luck. Like, yeah. <laughs> your mortgage payment. You know, that's, that's my yearly. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's also you have to be like grandfathered into one of those suites or something like that because yeah. it's like legacy suites or what have you. Um, okay, so sticking to NBA, you know, in the bubble, um, what are your Lakers predictions? Okay, 
Like, how do you, are you, I mean, I know what my predictions are as a fan. Um, and then do you have like, have you thought of any like power rankings on the teams going in or what are, what are your thoughts on, on like performance, what you're going to see? Because they're, they're going to be playing with no fans, right? Yeah. And they're having to deal with this bubble. And some teams are coming in with, you know, maybe not their full five, you know, guys. Because I know Harden tested positive um, and Russell Westbrook did as well. Um, and people would get sick while they're there. So what are you what are you seeing as far as like performances and any predictions for the Lakers? I, mean, I think we have to throw like power rankings out the window, like for all the reasons that you just stated. Like this is gonna be something like we've never seen before. There's no home court advantage. You know, guys quote unquote haven't been training, even though they have <laughs> for the last few months. Like, you know, like you said, the, the the Rona, like what happens now in the middle of a series, a couple of guys get Rona, that's completely changed the whole Yeah. It's, you know, you think about the my buddy CJ Teledano, who works at uh mm-hmm. highlights tweeted a while ago, he's like looking back on MJ's flu game now. It's just irresponsible, right? You think like nobody's having that run again, and you know, you know, it's like you look now like damn, this is like a super spreader, you know? What I mean? like, yeah. How many guys after that game got the flu? I feel like that's a whole doc in itself. Our men that were part of that game got the flu. Got Jordan's flu. Out. It's going to be narrated by Doctor Fauci, you know? <laughs> so you just I mean for me the Lakers. I feel like I feel like they've been practicing. They've been they've been you know they've you know in in. So they're going to be ready to go. I think LeBron sees and realizes that the clock is ticking. Mm-hmm. But I think for a lot of these younger teams, like the Pelicans and squads like that, that have a lot of a young nucleus that now has had this three or four months of additional time to get more mature, get more ready, and you're going to see it's going to be crazy. You're not, it's not going to feel like a normal NBA season, right? Home court advantage is a humongous deal, right? You know, there, there's yeah. a reason teams play at home. So now you got no fans. And I make the joke, too, like, when, you know, the IG models and the, the families start converging on the bubble, there's going to, like, there's a whole other level that we're not even thinking oh, about yeah. that's going to be. Yeah. There's, these people know each other, right? Yeah. They're, again, they're, like, Rob, right. like, oh, here we're over here, we're here, we're like, yeah. they, they yeah. So there's going to be issues going on. Yeah. Like, IG models jumping ship, like, dudes, psyche. Right. <laughs> The IG model that was staying with them is now staying at their rival mm. spot. Like, maybe, <laughs> I mean, honestly, but this is real life stuff because it's still yeah. cool. Anyway, now they're all together. Like, imagine, yeah. like, you know, like Tyler Hero and, and Kuz. I think they were dating the same woman right now. Yeah. She shows up to the game. It's like. <laughs> mind games. Totally <laughs> mind Pat Bev showing up to Westbrook. I mean, you know, the joke the other day, Pat Bev going to be at all Westbrook's games. Now you're going to be able to hear what he's saying to him. For me, I still think the Lakers, the Lakers going to win it all. Like I believe LeBron, LeBron, like I said, is equipped to play in any, any condition. AD, mm. they were, they were on that trajectory too, which I think for Lakers fans is so disappointing for us when this stuff first happened. Like, look, we had just dealt with Kobe. Like we're trying to, you know, literally, at least we have something to be, you know, help, you know, help us be excited about the future and maybe the world not being so terrible. And then the Rona hits. But I think the Lakers will be able to pull it off. I feel like it'll be them and the Bucks in the finals. But I think we're going to see some upsets in the West. Like, I think, mm-hmm. the, you know, the Pelicans, I feel like, are going to make the playoffs because the NBA wants to see that 8-1 matchup. I think that would right. be for ratings. But um, I said they're, they're going to take the Lakers to six, I feel like. They're going to give them a run for their money. And it's going to be – you know, it's going to be, there's going to be some, you know, Lakers fans are going to be nervous for a little bit, but I think obviously at the end of the day, they'll be able to, to overcome it. But some of these other matchups, like I'm not 100% sold on the Clippers, even though, you know, they. Mm, interesting. I'm that's just, fighting I'm, words for a lot of people, you know. I think that squad is great, right? I love that team. I think they on paper, they have everything necessary, but just with this situation, I'm curious to see how they adapt and adjust. 
you know, mm-hmm. how they've been practicing, you know, whatever's going on. But and then with the Rockets, like you said, with Westbrook announcing he had the Rona, yeah. heard reports that uh, Harden had the Rona, but he's, you know, right. it's family issues, but not really. Yeah. Harden. Yeah. It's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff. I think, I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like the rumor mill has been fairly low key for as much as like them all being in the bubble. You know, Zion left for a family emergency, but then there was also, I had read that maybe he had an injury. So, you know, they're trying to keep it, you know, tight, which is good. But then again, they have the anonymous tip line. And I don't think we should, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily too much to make fun of the tip line because they are supposed to be there so people don't get sick right so the people yeah. stay healthy but still i mean there, there's a code that is funny yeah there's, <laughs> it's just, you know there's a code and th- that code is not being respected you know <laughs> like if you're snitching on dwight howard for not wearing his mask i guess my question is didn't you guys just quarantine all these people and test them repeatedly so we didn't have to do this like yeah, right. you know? but yeah, but it's like, yeah, and if you get caught slipping, I mean, look, I get it. I understand. I just, you know, everybody thinks CP3 is the one calling the line. All right. <laughs> like, I get the feeling it might be like LeBron or somebody like that. The person you least expect that's just literally just like Kawhi, Kawhi on her every, you know, right. everybody. I saw Kawhi pass the door to get the door dashed in. So, yeah. you know, the, all that tip lines. So, all oh. that good stuff. Oh, man. Yeah. I. Who do you think, um, will be the first Laker to do something dumb in the bubble. I mean, I already think Dwight is like <laughs> and J.R. Smith is already oh. getting a little bit crazy, but like do you feel that, you know, they're gonna get rid of their shenanigans and just be like I feel like JR got, you know, he got the he got the, the, he got the gag thing. order. He got the gag order quite quickly. <laughs> yeah. So he already, yeah. you know, but I think this is the thing. I know the NBA is super self conscious about how the, the messaging and how everything looks and how everything, you know, mm-hmm. is displayed out there. But these guys are hoopers. They all have platforms now. They all have cell phones. They all have their right. own following and vlogs and whatever. Like they're gonna tell it how it is. So right. you can't police all of that. So you're gonna, you know, you're gonna see some some funny stuff. And people are talking now, like oh, all these super teams are gonna get made. Like this is literally summer camp. These guys are hanging yeah. out. And like AAU back in the day, you would develop relationships with people, right? But you're only there for yeah. four days, and you only really saw each other at gyms, you know, yeah. or the circus, mm-hmm. circus, walking around in a circle at that old little like arcade thing they used to have back in the day. But right. But for these guys now, they're hanging out all day, eating meals together, playing video games together. That you yeah. know, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to yeah. see what pans out because we've already seen guys can play with their friends now. And they don't care about how yeah. you feel about it or if you take it personal, or whatever. So yeah, oh, it's gonna be really interesting. It's gonna be. Uh, I mean, let's hope. We always just say like, let's make sure everyone's safe. You know, health is number one concern because, um, like to your point, they're gonna be with their families too. And you don't want their families to be getting sick and, and what have you. But um, yeah, Josiah, I'm got to say, I'm so glad that you came back on the show. I was wondering how you were doing it during this time. And it, I mean, you were, I could see that you were busy, mm-hmm. uh, which is always good. But tell us what, tell our fans or tell our listeners what, where they can find you, what you want to, you know, them to look at, see your Everybody knows your handle, but if you want to reiterate it, yeah, let it, let them know. King Josiah 54 on Twitter, Instagram. That's pretty much it. And we watch Dunk Bait on Yahoo Sports every Monday morning Monday with morning. Uh, myself, LeJethro Jenkins, and Zach Schwartz. We nice. really uh, take pride in it. Obviously, the whole team behind the scenes, Robbie, Greg, 
all the, all the everyone there. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, so everybody, make sure you. I'm. I mean, if you're listening to this and you're liking it, then you're already following King Josiah fifty four on Twitter. <laughs> the best thank you so so much yes, for being on the you. show i'm so looking forward to you know the the kaepernick uh, yeah. docuseries and mm-hmm. anything else you're putting out there and you know you're always welcome to on our podcast it's been too long. i'm gonna come back through sooner next time yes, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Gonna, stay on me stay on me i will Let's i will because you know i'm sure you know come playoffs in the bubble there's gonna be stuff oh. we're gonna definitely gonna be talking about yeah, just oh. holler at me and i'll come through <laughs> awesome thank you right, so you much care. thank right, you bye, bye. and we are back guys great interview Yay. with Josiah so glad he came back on and um yeah returning guests yeah, yeah. in our new playoffs in our new Zoom format. Heck yeah. <laughs> oh, and this time he wasn't late because there was no traffic to drive yeah. through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's always a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to uh, have spoken to him and I can't wait to get this out because he, um, that whole, I can't wait for them to start working on the Colin Kaepernick series. I mean, just like so much goodness out of that. So I'm so glad he was able to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, changing gears as we do, um, talking to the sports in the age of coronavirus. Um, it was a heavy week for women in sports and we're going to dig into it. And so I just want to preface this segment by saying mm-hmm. that we may be talking about things that could be triggering to could, anybody yeah. who has had um, sexual harassment experiences. There might be some language in here that could be triggering. So just to, you know, kind of put that warning out in case you want to skip this part, because I know it can be hard for people. It was difficult for me to read a lot of what I read this week. Um, and I, I must be difficult for the people that lived it and also came right. out and said that. So let's just start, um, before we go into like that, you know, those stories. I wanted to talk a little bit about Elena Del Don and her um, open letter about her health. She went to the WNBA. Well, it's a separate uh, committee, you know, that's taking mm-hmm. uh, the opt out for medical reasons. So they have a separate independent committee, and they denied her. And she's been a long sufferer of Lyme disease. And so she put out an open letter on the Players' Tribune about her health. And it starts with, I take 64 pills a day. So she's had a compromised immune system for quite some time now with complications because of Lyme disease. And I know someone who had Lyme disease. And let me me tell you, it is – I don't even think they have a cure – Like. No, there's not a lot yeah, known about it. The, yeah. change, you got the it. change of you seeing them physically up yeah. and down, it's like – It's crazy because you could be having symptoms and you're just thinking, oh, I have fatigue. Or you like people yeah. will check for all these different things and you're seeing someone's life. Like they're just like fading and, mm-hmm. and there, then there comes the depression because of the chronic illness and people are like, oh, is she – like are they faking it? And it's hard to explain certain – illnesses because I live with chronic pain and it's hard to explain an illness that you can't like say like hey look look at this check out this bleeding or this sneezing or this cough you know it's like that you can't see it and it gets 
depressing because you're like, I can't explain enough to you. You can't feel my pain. And therefore, you know, you just kind of stay quiet about it. So um, I read the article. I find it, I don't know about you guys, but I do. One of the things that the WNBA is trying to say is like, look, this is an independent uh, council that's taking these on. This isn't the WNBA. This is an independent. And uh, what Kathy Engelbert was saying is like, look, they, from what we know from science, what the independent council knows from science is that they have not seen uh, Lyme disease as something that can that coronavirus will have. But it's immune compromised, period. And no one really knows about Rona. Exactly. But she's saying they're like, oh, well, it doesn't say like asthma, corona, you know, or Mm -hmm. flu, corona. Like she's saying they haven't found that because of, you know, the materials. And additionally, she's like, well, she suffered, uh, I believe, something in her back. So she had surgery. So therefore she, yeah, so therefore she's going to get opted out anyway. And she's going to be paid. You know, so they're kind of taking the route of like, look, we're just following the science, but at the end of the day, she's getting paid. And uh, what Elena Del Don is saying, a lot of the players is like, this woman who basically looks like the logo of the WNBA, you know, <laughs> who is MVP, who above and beyond a leader of this league, mm-hmm. current currently playing, um, she has this, she has Lyme disease. She has this immune compromised immunity. Um, and you just want to say like, well, that's what the tech, that's what the independent council says. That's what the, the, the technical term is and just be like, okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, I, I, I found it really interesting how they were trying to spin it. Um, and I also found it, it hurt my heart a little bit that, you know, when, when Elena was being, when she talked about this uh, also, she's like, well, you know, I guess part of it's too that I, I need to be a little more public and let more people know about my, you know, what's going on with me. And I thought, no, you don't. No, you don't. don't. It's private matter. You shouldn't have to announce to the world if you're sick. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's, the the people you work for should just have a little bit of compassion. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And it's also believe women, like period, right? Like, yeah. Like, why does she have to do that and publicize it and then be believed and get medical leave? Like, yeah. Why does she have to go on CNN and all these national news and then show her 64 pills? And it's like having a personal health journey is important for your mental state. And the only people that need to know are your doctor and you and anybody that's going to help support you in that system. Right. Right. I don't need, I don't feel like she should have had to go public with it just so that she could get support from an employer, just to the facts that you guys are saying as well. And I don't know guys, like some part of the WNBA leadership to me, I'm like, Hmm. Right. Right. And you know, that, separate panel of medical experts, wherever that denied her, they didn't even talk to her, her doctor. Oh, yeah. So what, they just look at reports and that's it. Like, well, that's, that's the not other very thing thorough like, to me. Why are they using an outside source that has no relationship with the players whatsoever? Why mm-hmm. is there not some inside, like the athletic trainer from her freaking team or the team doctor? Yeah, like, the team why, doctor. why are they not the ones making the decision and reporting back to the WNBA yeah. you know, higher ups? Why is it some random ass? 
outside group that's like, oh, well, they had diabetes or they had whatever. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. They get off. They yeah. get off. And looking yeah. at paper not and numbers and not like, the person. Like, that's. Right. And not only that, but, like, this outside source has no idea what WNBA players or NBA or whatever, like, the season and the practices and the training that they have to go through. It just seems so weird that you wouldn't have an inside team being the one to do that. They don't right. want to get their hands dirty. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. You know it's, what I mean? Yeah. And like, and not only that, but like when the decision first came out, it mm-hmm. was a couple of days before I think Kathy Engelhart or Kingle, Engelbert said mm-hmm. that she was going to get paid. Right. So there right. was a couple of days there where she was like, okay, oh, okay, we're good. I have to either play yep. and compromise, you know, my health yep. just so I can get my paycheck. Right. Or I have to figure out whether or not my family and I can survive off of what I have in the bank right yeah. now. Right. right. Which, yeah. which I mean, is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And if you think about it, there are people who aren't the logo of the WNBA who mm. are, don't have the sponsorships that Elena Del Don has mm-hmm. that are probably suffering from something health wise yeah. that they don't want to go public with. Yeah. Who are also having to make that decision. Right. And they've, they've got, less in the bank and yeah. you know yeah. what I mean like, yeah like that's just a shitty decision to have to make yeah compromise my health or make feed money my family. yeah feed my family yeah feed everybody yeah. yeah it's crazy that any employer would put someone in that position you know right. yeah we're talking about WWE, but in the context of like feed my family or compromise my health like this is indicative of just all the systems that are put in place. And that's kind of why, you know, when I always say like, yeah, you know, I love seeing the athletes, you know, cause honestly, like if it wasn't for the, for Twitter coming like to, in support of her, I doubt there would be such a swiftness, right. you oh, know, right. to, to no make way. safe face. Right? right. So like to Josiah's point too, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, Twitter does what it does. You know, it's the mm-hmm. masses saying like calling people out and it actually, uh, tends to make the change that we're talking right. about as yep. opposed to like the performance. Like, okay, how can you, how can you in one face uh, support a movement for equal, you know, pay or equal, you know, justice and yet your own player, you're saying like, well, that's an independent council and we're just looking at the science. It's like something's not adding up. You know right. what it is? It's because she's a superstar. They don't want her to not play. Right. Yeah, I mean, again, following the money, we're not all a dollar sign. No. You know, we got to stop thinking of these players as dollar signs. And it's like if you're if you're willing to compromise your logo, you know, your MVP because you haven't figured out another way to be profitable besides this human carnage that you're going to throw at us, then you I'll should not you. be running a business. Period. Yeah. Yep. You know, right. you should not be running the business or your priorities are in a, in a space where it's becoming very clear right. that there's something that, you know, we don't have to wait for four years of seeing, you yeah. know, finding out an expose in Washington Post. And what I don't get is, yes, right. I, and what I don't get is, okay, I get where NBA, it's like, oh shit, you're covering what millions of dollars a year, but even Elena at max, what, 200K with a WNBA salary. So mm. are there, do they not have that? Are there not, we get sick pay. We have disability. I, I don't get what's happening here. Like, why is it not being covered for her to just stay home and be healthy? Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's very, um, it's, I think 
this is something that, you know, the WNBA does a lot of supporting the social justice movement. And this is now kind of dipping the toe or maybe like, you know, the Wizard of Oz, you know, the curtain behind that. And, and I think we're starting to see a little more of that mm-hmm. um, with how they're handling these big issues. And again, it goes back to leadership. It's like, how are you training all of these people? You know, what do they look like? How, what, what eyes are they looking through when they're looking at, you know, b- beyond um, their position? So yeah, that was I, what, right. Oh, go ahead, Kendall. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the curtain started to get pulled back a little uh, during the draft. And how yeah. little they gave a shit about it, and True. they had months and months and months. True. I think that's where it started to get like pulled back a little bit. And it's like, yeah. if you care about your own league, you'd think you'd like go above and beyond to make this situation being the only sporting event on TV right now, yeah, the best a little it more better be right. Yeah. And yeah. now you're seeing like, oh well, you know, the players have dollar signs rather than being actually people. Mm. And you're saying that like the conditions of their bubble were in and like, yeah. just, like it's just like the dominoes are starting <laughs> to fall, right? Like, right. Yeah. right. And we've seen that little even sample size with that PR person coming at people, media people who yeah. like cover the NBA well and calling right. them what, like. I mean, just, I mean, it was just a whole terrible. Yeah. Thing. Like how professional is a PR person coming at people like that on her yeah. unprofessional twitter handle like yeah come on yeah. where's the training where's hr like ah come on WNBA, get your shit i know something something i mean it's pretty glaring at this point um but like i said for me i just felt so much sadness that she had to like tell us her yeah. whole personal health journey because it's not it's not uh any of my business <laughs> No, I would not. just be like, oh, you have Lyme disease? I believe you because you said it to my face. Like, right. you know, you have pain, you have compromised me. Okay, I believe you because you said it to my face. And right. we're talking about an MVP of a league who wants to play, and you're going to tell me that she's going to make shit up so she doesn't have to do that. Exactly. Okay. okay. Yeah. You but, know, I, I don't. I want to sit this one out. What <laughs> can I come up with? Like, yeah. you know, Lyme disease, you know? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they'll never be able to check for I'll that. It's, like, it's just so. Uh, I did. It just left a really bad, bad look, you know, for 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 everyone. Um, moving on to some other fuckery. So Rachel Nichols was secretly recorded by some ESPN creep using the jump video feed uh, to record her in her hotel room while she was having a conversation. This was sent to Deadspin, who refused to play the videos, which I commend them for because, you know, that stuff is some bullshit. It's a fucking crime, okay? Mm -hmm. And it's disgusting. And apparently the way that this person put the footage together, the video together, was to make it look like uh, Rachel was a backstabber. Yeah, yeah. And like her credibility and she's really not what she's supposed to be. And I'm like, oh, okay. So she did, she said she didn't want to go grab a drink with you. So now it's <laughs> right. Like, right. Oh. Right. And he's like, I'm going to hack into everything. And yeah. She didn't, like, that's some psycho ass she, re- she didn't friend you back. You know, right. she didn't follow your IG handle. Okay. I get I it. So now it's like, she's a backstabbing bitch. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, first off, like it's a fucking crime. Period. Right? Yeah. Filming someone in a private hotel room without their knowledge. And this is the second time yeah. this has happened. Yeah. Aaron Andrews. 
Yep. Through those Locked people, up. right? Yeah. Yeah. People. That's while even, she was changing. Oh, that's so creepy. Which are just like, okay, who is hiring <laughs> these fucking people that well, think that they have this yeah. authority? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In any capacity to do these types of things. Like Josiah is saying, when you look at the leadership at places you work, especially in sports, like. I, and you know what? Like, even if she was saying, even if in her private conversations about her own career, by (laughs) the way. Yeah. What she decides, what she wanted to do. Even if she did say things about other people. So fucking what? Like, you know what? If she was a man, she'd be considered ambitious. And mm-hmm. she'd write a book about like how to be at the top. Yeah, like fifty cents. You know, <laughs> you know how to hustle yeah. and be a fucking yeah. the art of logistic <laughs> Never say you're sorry. Rule right. number one: never right. say you're sorry. <laughs> Rule number two: power stands. You know, it's just like you <laughs> have her own fucking like books coming out about how to be, you know, the boss, the lady boss. But like for her, she's like, oh, what a backstabber. She was talking about this. And, and you know, no, I, it's just, I just hate the fact that like people are given access. Right. So they do background checks on people. Like uh, probably not. <laughs> I actually had to have a legit job that did a thorough background check. But yeah. then I was like, oh, Yahoo really probably didn't do shit. <laughs> Since we all like, work there. Nine, so. like a nine, $9.99 background check that you Google, right? <laughs> it's probably that. <laughs> they just scroll through your Twitter feed. Yeah, yeah, okay. Great. Yeah, okay. from the last six tweets. They're good. Yeah. They're not good. Anti-Islamic. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. So I thought that was despicable. And I'm I'm glad that you know, the news outlets that did get the video did what they right. did. Like that's been decided, no, we are not going to share this. And you know, I say they sp- yeah. they tell us who the person was. Fuck yeah, yeah go blast protect that motherfucker. Blast it. Blast yeah. it. You know, because we – here's the thing. It's like what people don't seem to understand is when you hide things, it's still going to come out. Right, just, and that person you know, is still gonna get jobs yep. and do that. Same and the years shit to someone of damage else. that that person is gonna have the opportunity to do is is still gonna be there, right? The trajectory of the opportunity to create terrible situations is still gonna be there. And mm-hmm. you saw that with like Hannity's writer, who is completely troll racist. Uh, Tucker Tucker Carlson. Yeah, right. yes. Like, oh yeah, t- sorry, Tucker Carlson. Um, and and yet he had years to do all that damage and to be yep. the racist that he was and you know yep. it's like if you would have just come out and been like yo like you can't talk that way right we don't believe that and then again it could be because they believe that and so then that rolls up into is espn like in a culture that seems very toxic you've seen these toxic cultures right. that are Ooh, coming situations. from them you see woge you see what happened to woge jameel hill you know you're seeing rachel nichols they just they've they've built up this toxicity and i i, I don't want to have to wait for like you know a washington post for them to start really cleaning house you know they need to have a kevin law you know just like we have the karen acts coming out this is a straight <laughs> kevin act right here <laughs> Something needs to happen oh, because man. they are it's blasted on Twitter and his his name and his picture Cancel will show up like ass. that and he'll be canceled real quick. Canceled real quick. Real, real quick. quick. Twitter is fast. 
And then, unfortunately, uh, we have to talk about the uh, Washington Post article, the special report. 15 women accuse the Washington NFL team of sexual harassment. I am just, it's heartbreaking and it's at the same time not um, shocking, you know, that this comes out. Um, I think more, I don't know about you, but like to me, it's more just like I feel sadness. Like I feel like hurt, uh, like my heart hurts for these women that had to deal with this. I have also have had. Uh, harassment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all and I, like, like the number have, one. Everyone has. Yeah. Every woman has. Yeah. Yes. And I think one of the themes that I always see is that the two themes that I always see is the uh, uh, fear of retaliation, mm-hmm. and then the shame. So first, mm-hmm. you feel shame, and you start thinking, and the, you know, and maybe I, maybe this is just me, but this is what I see. It's like. First, you're ashamed because you think, what did I do to deserve this, right? I'm just trying to do my work. I'm just trying to, you know, be a human being that happens to be a woman, one. And then you're like, who do I tell that, but I don't want to, I don't want to lose my job or, you know, I don't want this to be like a big thing that everyone's talking about, you know? And so then you let it go and then the shame starts to build so much so that you're just like, you know what? I'm just, it's too late now. I'm just not going to say anything. And then you just kind of live with it and you're like, okay, you just let it go. And what mm-hmm. what you see here is from like 2006 to 2019, the Emily Applegate, who is the, the one of the women who was at the, the forefront of this report, she talks about like her daily routine was meeting her coworker in the bathroom to cry. To cry, yeah. They also show texts of like, Hey, we had a bet about if your boobs were fake or real. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think the the part, and I know that I I that I could relate to most was the you start rolling with the punches, right? Mm-hmm. Like you start, yeah. you feel like you have to in order to to not be retaliated against or to feel comfortable as mm-hmm. comfortable as you possibly could. You feel like you have to become one of the guys. Yep, right, right? and yes. you have to just like go along with whatever they're saying and just kind of like joke back and be like, ha 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 ha. Yeah. That's a funny joke. When deep down you're like, that is completely inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. It hurts my feelings. Mm -hmm. Uh, It makes me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like all of these things are going on inside you while outside you're like, all right, in order for me to keep my job and Mm -hmm. for people in the office, not to hate my guts, I have to just, you know, act like one of the guys like yeah. that was the part uh, that definitely like hit closest home. with me is right. you know you just kind of have to like roll with it when yeah, deep right. down you're just like I want to sit here and cry yeah that reminds me <laughs> of like you know it's sports in general like even when you're playing sports and it's all guys and you're one of the few women you got to take the hits you got to suck mm-hmm. it in because you don't want to be called you know you want to be leveled with everybody and then, of course, if you do report it and things are done for you, then people think, oh, you're being treated much more mm-hmm. differently and got this job because you cried, whatever. And it's like, it's not, it's a double-edged sword, man. It's yeah, not so, be- easy. Because to your point, Karen, there's stigma of being, mm-hmm. you know, the person that's, oh, she did. And, and actually, Kendall, to your point too, oh, she can't take a joke. Right. That's you know, and she's so sensitive. 
You know, it really minimizes the pain that someone might feel by with something that you say. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a manager myself and having a team, you know, those are the things that I have to, you, you're just constantly like, okay, what is, if there's some one person gets offended by something, then you shouldn't say it regardless if everybody else in the room is laughing. And I think that especially in the tech world, Okay, so we've had this in fucking advertising and sports is like a trap. They're trash, right? When it comes to like how they have treated women. I guess the world really, you know, in any industry. Like right. with, it's across with, the with board. Women. It's across the board, every industry. <laughs> but what I see, because we, we work in tech in a lot of ways, um, they are about this like, you know, manifest destination. You get it out, you do it quick. And because it's such a such a culture driven with that mentality of a hustle, there hasn't been these foundations laid where it's like, okay, how do you make a good manager? How do you make a good HR team? How do you get leadership? It's like, no, a leadership is a dude that learned how to do this thing on his computer. And then like he made a bunch of it and then hired a bunch of his friends. And mm-hmm. then, hey, we're giving everybody free uh, snacks. And, right, you know. <laughs> right. right. These, we got free cardboard tampons in the bathroom for you ladies, or you females, yeah. as they like. To right, call it. right. <laughs> so you know, it's just like they're they're. We all need to take a step back, and I think the stoppage of sports has made everybody focus on these things that we've had to change. And I think women in general had already started with, you know, me too being a giant movement with Toronto Burke um, started and the uh, equality. And it's always been a discussion. And then you saw the United States women's soccer team. And now it's like, okay, well you got the athletes. um, You got now these reporters and you, we just, things just need to change because it's just interns. Yeah. interns. Yeah. Oh, you've got the marketing people making 30 grand a year mm-hmm. and it's their entry level position. I mean, it's literally from the bottom up. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's awful too is like, you know, she, um, uh, Emily Applebottom, she, I'm just, did I, did I say that right? Applegate. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Applegate. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the uh, jeans. Apple bottom uh, jeans. Um, uh, Emily, what she said, what she mentioned was that you know they would tell her if you don't like it, there's people, thirty you know people that. that'll come and take the job in a heartbeat. You know, which that is was true. When, Everybody wants to work in sports. They all want to work for their favorite teams. They all want to work yeah. for their favorite leagues. Which. It's totally true, which puts even more pressure on you. You yeah. know, like <laughs> and actually, th- this is her direct quote, and I think this is important. It says, "What it was the most miserable experience of my life, and mm-hmm. we all tolerated it because we knew if we complained, and they reminded us of this, there were one thousand people out there who would take our job in a heartbeat." And that is yep. that. That's what we're dealing with. And, you know, also when you think about it, and I've said this in the past, if you, and I've said this in the like form of more of like compensation, like what you want to get paid. I'm like, yeah, I know what my hourly rate, I know my worth, but if you don't know your worth, then they'll easily take you over me. Mm-hmm. And that is the cycle of why we don't get paid, what we should get paid. And this is the same with this harassment. If they know that you are willing to take the harassment so that you could have the opportunity then they're always going to just perpetuate the harassment. So there has to be something that we do to stop this. I also just want to really quickly call out the men's names because it's too much so that the burden of the woman has yep. to be the one that's out there. So I think we need to – Get like, it, girl. 
These mm-hmm. are the predators. Okay. Larry Line Michael. Mm-hmm. Here's Larry Michael, the senior VP of content and the voice of the team. He has since retired, right? And Which declined. How convenient. Opportunity. Right. Yeah. Alex Santos. The club's director Fuck of pro him. personnel also accused of harassing reporters outside the, of the organization. That one, that, that one was, that was, uh, I believe her name was Nora uh, mm. Princiate. I can't remember yes. how she, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah Princiate. Talking mm-hmm. about how she went to the combine and she walked into the, the steakhouse or the bar and he was hitting on her. I have been to the combine and let me tell you, it is nothing but drinking eating everybody coaches everybody in on the inside of the nfl is there just getting hammered so like if you think that this is just like a one-off deal between her and this alex santos i can tell you it is definitely not and this is a broad thing across all teams all coaches all inside it is disgusting it is gross and it sucks that in order to do your job you have to go to those places because that's where all the inside info is, you know, being exchanged over drinks, over let's go get a drink and talk about this guy or this guy. And in order to be involved in that, you have to go and put yourself in those awkward positions, which shouldn't be awkward to begin with because you're just doing your job. But the combine is very, oh. very, <laughs> yeah. Um, Anywho, well, proceed. Um, so he, he is the club's director of pro personnel. He's also, um, uh, he was accused by inside employees inside the organization and outside. So he's like equal opportunity. Um, and he also declined to comment on the story. Richard Mann, the second assistant director for pro personnel declined to comment. Dennis Green, former president of business ops declined to comment. Uh, Mitch Gershom, the former CEO, COO, he was the only one who commented um, via phone and he denied Applegate's allegations. I barely remember who she is. I thought the Washington NFL team, which he used the derogatory term, so I changed it, uh, was a great place to work. I would apologize to anyone who thought I was verbally abusive. Um, yeah. yeah, sure, bro. It was Great because you weren't getting verbally yeah. abused or sexually abused yeah. or whatever. Like I thought it was great. I was a white dude in this yeah. organization that ha- was making a, a lot of money. I was a COO. It was a fantastic, a fantastic job. time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was great. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. You yeah. you don't see anything wrong with that statement from your perspective. Um, Rihanna Walker was one of the reporters that also was uh, cited in the uh, report. She came, she's works at the athletic and she's covering uh, the Washington NFL team. And she uh, did a, did her um, letter on the athletic where she's just like, I want, it was called, I want to move forward from this. And she also describes her harassment, at the hands of Alex Santos, her fear of retaliation um, that kept her from speaking publicly. And oh, she did report it to the athletic and they supported her and they went to the, the, the team and was like, Hey, you know what? You can't do that. You know, we want disciplinary actions. So she was like, I didn't necessarily want to get him fired, but I did want him to have some disciplinary actions. So, you know, if he would publicly apologize. So he did apologize like with someone else there, but you know, that didn't stop him. That stopped him from her. And I'm sure he still said shit about her. That oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. The things, I mean, the things that they were, there was physical assault. There was texting. I mean, any way that these people could get to these, 
to what they wanted, they would use. So they're even saying like, hey, we need you to wear tight skirts and tight tops because we need to sell these suites. Yep. Literally. Like, and then he even told her, he's like, oh, yeah, did my friend, did my colleague tell you I said this about your hair? Yeah, did my gross. colleague say I said this about your, your body? I yeah. just didn't want to have it written. In text, you know, no in receipts. Text. <sighs> right. And he's so married. They know oh. that they're doing wrong. Like, how does his yeah. wife feel about this shit? Gross. Oh, you know. I hope I that's know. the other thing. Like, what do you, ugh, like, the wives of these guys. I know. First of all, what did you see in them to begin with? And, like, what do you do now that, ugh, it just grosses me out. Yeah, I mean, the, this Alex Santos guys was like, oh, I'll eventually wear you down my charm. It's yeah. like, you, it's like, you honestly think any part of that is charming yeah. that you're doing? As yeah. a predator, disgusting. It's disgusting. And did you see the picture of that guy? Oh, oh monster. no! Ew. Oh I'm my looking God. right now, but he I don't throw so, up. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine Dude. being a having that come at you at a, in a bar close to you, and then like same thing? Is he like uh, leaner uh, from from our work experience? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, maybe. <laughs> That person did not have any personal skills nor any idea of personal uh, distance. So, yeah, maybe. So, you know, I just thought, you know, this was – this a lot of this happened – came out during this week. And it was just a lot. And I think, like, we all know and have had this happen. And it's good that we talk about it. And um, I don't know. I, I hope something happened. Like, they're trying to – say that the owner of the team did not know anything and it's like really okay it's bull it's yeah his it's inside buddies man. yeah and it's like you know what what and what what really are you going to do what really is going to be done what are we yeah. really going to be seeing so i don't know oh, the answers gross. to that no but i think it's interesting that we or I, not interesting but i think it's important that we talk about it and just say like enough like Mm-hmm. The more you do, and I know that there was threads of support for women in sports on Twitter, yeah. Um, and yeah, it is kind of sad that we have to do these things when this happens. I feel like you know we've always made the attempt to. I mean, this is why we have the podcast to uplift women in sports. Yep. Um, and yeah, sometimes if lists of women to support is something that you don't feel is necessarily like going to change the world. Someone does. And someone might know someone new on that list. And we got to keep saying names of people and sharing things. Their stories, their, you know, their uh, bylines, their everything. Their so work. Their work. So let's just keep trying to build that place for us to change how we're treated. In the workplace, because there's people. I mean, we just had Tavi on who said she left baseball because of the harassment, because she didn't fit the body type of what right. people were saying. You know, this is not just like this is everything, every angle. Mm-hmm. And 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 people in the article even said, "I left the thing I was passionate about. I had to leave because it. of it, oh. right? Because of this." Uh, um, s- switching gears quickly because I know we're uh, that was a lot of juice Ooh. there. But for just quickly for the WNBA, um, the schedule is out now. The first game Yay. is on the 25th. Um, we got the Storm and the Liberty at 9. Gonna so, so that's going to be so yeah. good. 
And then uh, noon is Sparks and the Mercury. Oh, shit. Yeah. That'd be so good. It's a heavy lineup. I know. And then Fever and Mystic. So that day, I don't know if we can figure something out. Oh, yeah. We'll try to all watch it together. Um, but bring um, Josiah. Let's <laughs> all watch WNBA together. <laughs> Grab Josiah. Bring some wings. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. It'll be oh, it'll I be our that. booth, our, our suite. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, and then we um, so that whole uh schedule is out, and there's like a ton of nationally televised games either on ESPN and on ABC. So I know that the Liberty, I think, got the most games televised and i'm sure it has to do with the sabrina bump and i know a lot of people were like uh, you know upset because you know everybody wants their team to have that visibility but it is what it is um how about just be happy sometimes with what you can have Hmm. an idea an idea (laughs) attitude Uh, (laughs) um let's see what else um uh, quickly on the NBA, we mentioned this earlier when we're talking to Josiah, but James Harden and Russell Westbrook both did test positive. Yeah. Uh, James yeah. made it to the bubble. I don't know if Russell. Well, James got is there. keeping his little secretive. Reports say he yeah. tested positive. Oh. He's saying he's with family. Yeah. So, allegedly tested positive. <laughs> positive for something. Dang. Um, and we also mentioned that Zion did have to leave the bubble for a family emergency, so we hope his family is okay. And I think Montrell, yeah, Harrell did too. For yeah, family. he did as well for family. So hope he's doing well. And uh, we talked about this a little bit too uh, about LeBron deciding he did was not going to wear a social message, and he does commend and commend other players, but it doesn't resonate with his mission and his goal. And I think it's really truly up to who you are. And, you know, if you're a black man playing basketball for the NBA, you're kind of showing up for social justice <laughs> just by you being there. Um, and he is also someone who has done a lot for his community. So Directly. I, yeah. yeah, I think, um, I don't think it should be looked as a slight. I think that everybody has their own way of doing how they want to support it. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody, I mean, I like the fact that Alex Caruso is doing it. You know, he's the type of person have it being white and having, uh, you know, that community say like, hey, we need to have this true allyship um, mm-hmm. and we'll see what happens. But NBA should be starting up soon after WNBA. And then I know today my husband's really excited because MLB is going to be having preseason games and today yes. at four, oh, our shit. time. Um, the Mets and the Yankees are playing. So guess who's going to be guess who's going to be drinking a lot of beer on the sofa today? Well, that was going to mm-hmm. happen anyway. Yeah, then. yeah, but yeah, but with baseball, but with baseball, it's uh, some good baseball. So that's it. Unless you guys have anything else in the sports, I think there was a lot. And so much we didn't even get to a lot of it, but I think the we hit on some of the really important things that happened over the week that were like, God damn, this is fucking heavy heavy week um well when we come back we're gonna have our hoops off so get ready guys we'll be right back and we are back okay final segment hoops off Hope you stuck around for this because this has been like award winning shit happening on the hoops. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. our is our one minute topic rant. 
So we're going to start with Kendall is going to start. Let me get my uh, timer up. So this is where we each get one minute to rant about a topic. Um, it doesn't, it could be about sports. It could be about life. It could be about like whatever. And we, um, I will do the timer. So Kendall, if you are ready, your time starts now. Okay. So I'm going to talk about male allyship when it comes to uh, bullshit happening against women in the workplace or just bullshit against women in general. Um, it's absolutely 1000% needed to have our males on our side, but we don't need you to say, I have a sister, I have a wife, I have a mother, because that shouldn't fucking matter. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you have a woman in your life or if you don't. How about you should just say it's because women are human and we should treat them equally because that's what we are. It's not that we're your sisters or your mothers or your girlfriends. We're humans and we deserve to be treated as such. So if you're going to be an ally, just throw that whole thing out the window (laughs) and just talk to your bros when they make shitty, you know, say shitty things or make shitty decisions when it comes to women, just stand up to them and talk to them. That's all that we're asking. Because I have a shirt that is one of my favorites, and it says she's somebody, and it's not she's somebody's mom, she's not she's somebody's uh, sister, it's just she's somebody. So just treat us as if we're somebody. And you're at time. Um, 100% agree. We don't have to be any of those things. You don't have to have anything. I mean, everybody has yeah. a mom. But we're like, human, period. Everybody we're has, human. like, yeah, just human. Just, you don't. Treat us as such. You don't have to ha- have a qualifier. To just be an ally. Yeah. And you're not good because you're adjacent. Like. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, I'm empathetic to kid to, uh, you know, my sister's a parent. I'm not a parent. So should I just be like, oh, too bad. Your kid. Suck it. You know? No. I like. But even if you weren't an aunt, you would still like. Yeah. Still be compassionate towards people who had kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't. You don't need that in your life. They don't have to be something directly for you or to you exactly. to treat them like a piece of, you know, like a human being. Just be Agreed. fucking cool. Right. Be <laughs> fucking cool. Just be Period. cool. Be cool. Be kind. <laughs> That's it. I love it. I love it. Anyway. Karen, are you ready? Okay. Yeah, I'm warmed up. Ah! All right. <laughs> okay. Here you go. Three, two, one. I want to caveat my hoops off to say I'm not victim-blaming women or victims, and I know what it's like to be in situations where I've been frozen and didn't react the way I wanted to, and I'm not going to take responsibility away from men or our society or systems to not allow men to act like this, but even in small situations, I encourage women to practice this because I don't trust motherfuckers. Do not be polite. Do not consider men's feelings when they're stalking you, when they're making you feel awkward, when they're crossing boundaries. Don't fucking play nice. You don't have to smile for anyone. Put you first because men do it all the time. Who cares if people call you a bitch? Because guess what? Someone will always think you're a bitch. So do what you want. Do you want to be a bitch and unhappy or a bitch who's healthy, happy, protected, and thriving? And if you lose your job to it, they didn't deserve you. If you lose people because of it, good riddance. They didn't care or value you in the first place. And one way to practice, when someone gets too close, less than six feet, tell them to move back. No need to say please. Use your voice, tone, and volume. Motherfuckers. Yes! Did you hit a minute? You hit a minute. You hit a minute. Wow. I love it. There you go. Don't be nice. No, I. In your fucking face. I've done it, but I've taken self defense classes where they're like, don't say please stand back. Just be like, stand the fuck back. 
Yeah. Like, you are in my space. You are in my face. You are being inconsiderate and rude. Why do you have to be polite? Right. Right. Fuck that. This is about your safety and your fucking health. You use what you got, baby. Yeah. Your knees, your elbows, your fucking voice. That's all. I agree. I agree. Love it. I love oh, it. And watch Fatal Affair. I mean, it wasn't really great, but it's okay. on Netflix. It's got Nia Long and Mackay Pfeiffer, and he's a crazy motherfucker. And every time, halfway through the movie, I was like, girl, shut it down. Stop this. Don't right. entertain him. Tell your husband, yep. run away. <laughs> don't be don't be polite <laughs> when it comes to your safety. Yeah. No, she yeah, was and she had moments where she was like laying it down, but I was still like, why are you even talking to him? Like, run the fuck up. Get out of here. <laughs> it's like Jennifer Lopez in enough. Oh, yes. Right? Ooh. Excellent yeah. movie, by the way. Right. So <laughs> I good. think it's excellent. <laughs> so good. It's so such good. a good one. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely up there. <laughs> yep. <sighs> okay. I'm ready for my who's off, All which right. is not gotcha. going to be. Okay. Get it, girl. Mine is not going to be. <laughs> Mine is going to be really dumb compared to oh, you guys. No. I know All right. Get out of here. You okay. ready? Yes. One, two. Okay, so I would like to talk about the fact that the port in Portland right now, there are people that are being abducted. Okay, this is not like fucking like, hey, you know the we have some situation where we have police. No, no, no. They're being abducted. If you are with someone that comes in fatigues with no name, no badge, no words, fully masked, and you pull someone out of the street into an unmarked van, that is called an abduction. I've watched enough of Unsolved Mystery to know <laughs> that that is a full-blown abduction. Everybody seen it on the show Chips. You see an unmarked van strolling out with people in it. That is an abduction. That is not a federal, uh, you know, army coming in and doing their job. No, this got no attention. It needed more national attention. And excuse me, where are these second amendmenters who are like, oh, the government's out to get you. I have to go stockpile guns. Where are you protecting these people out in the Portland streets that are getting abducted? Thank you. Ooh, so got broken (laughs) under the wires. Right there, right there. (laughs) But people, it's an abduction. Hello. It's I was true. like, no I, Miranda rights, no ID, no, we were just not even asking who this. you are to make sure you got the right per. Like, nah. there is no identification. They could be JoJo's that fucking decided to buy fatigues, and then they're just picking you up, and they're just like, okay, yeah. cool. Like, I'd rather no. get shot than yeah. abducted. Okay, and mm-hmm. everybody says right when we try to have a whole gun safety talk. You know, well, what if the government comes after me and turns on us? Blah, blah, right? blah. It's fucking happening. Is a police it's state a, like it? Where they're in a police state? Like where? I guess you can just cherry pick whenever you want to use I that, and the government comes around and you. Like Everyone this is picks. happening. Okay, again, this yeah. goes back to the fact that it's not a true belief that you hold. It's only what matters to your personal yeah. self. Convenient yeah. for you. Exactly. So you know what? If you want to make up these lies that you care about, like the government not being in your business, and therefore you have to stockpile some fucking, uh, you know, uh, danger zone in your in your ranch or whatever, 
then right. you need to be out there on the streets with these people protesting in Portland and because they're being abducted people. by the government and yep. they're at and the government's going to be sued because I know the governor is already going to be sued but also national attention hello these people are being abducted you see this shit in fucking like uh like regime dictatorships where they just go yes. and pick up the students and well, then there was cars. unmarked cars students literally uh, a grave site with thousands of students, and you have parents saying, where are my sons and daughters? If you don't have military-sanctioned vehicles, I'm like, get the fuck out of here, you want to be. just get the fuck yeah. out. There this is not out. Yeah. cops they're and robbers. We are not playing dress up, As long up, as they're not being targeted. Yep. Man, you know, I love hoops off. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's cathartic. <laughs> Yeah, it's our yeah. it's our release at the end of a week. Yeah, and you know, you just never know because I was going to go in a totally different direction, but then yeah. I went with this hey. one, and I'm like, yeah. at first, the other one was going to be a little lamer. I'd, you know what? I'd love <laughs> to ask our audiences to record their own hoops off, and maybe we yeah. can play some of them then and share them on social. Or if you guys have topics that you think we need to hoop off on, ooh, we might do that too. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Um, ladies, it has been a true joy and pleasure always. as always. Thank you to Josiah Johnson for being on the show. Um, you know, and I, it, it was great. And I know it was a lot of heavy stuff we were talking about, but I think, you know, this is things we need to discuss and keep at the top mm -hmm. of everyone's mind. So thanks for being part of the conversation. And I hope anybody out there, please get, you know, get a support system Take time, self care. I know it's yep. easier said than done, but you know we're rooting for everybody out there. So stay safe. Um, again, thanks everyone for listening. Make sure you subscribe, review Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, all the good stuff. You can DM us on the Hoops Talk Twitter and IG handles at the Hoops Talking. Uh, we're also check out our lovely faces and the faces of our guests. Um, on our YouTube channel at the Hoops Talk Podcast. We premiere there at 6.30 along with the Good News Radio. We premiere there at 6.30 on Wednesday nights. They're also having a fundraiser, so make sure you check out the link so you can maybe throw some cash at independent radios in Los Angeles. We're trying to do it. We're investing. Please, I hope you can invest in our network. Um, yeah, besides that, Karen, how we want to keep it. We want to keep it Sweaty and petty. <laughs> Sweet, we out. <laughs>